You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. What's good, everyone? My name is Jacob Moses, community builder at Strong Towns. And welcome to one of four special episodes of the Strong Towns podcast, where we'll interview spokespeople from the four cities and towns who've advanced to the final four of our Strongest Town Contest. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the Strongest Town Contest, it's an annual contest we do at Strong Towns, where our members, listeners, and readers are invited to enter their city or town in a bracket-based competition designed to spotlight communities from around the world that are building financial resilience at the local level and actively embodying the Strong Towns approach to economic growth and development. We started with 16 cities and towns. Now, we're down to four. Guthrie, Oklahoma, Pensacola, Florida, Safety Harbor, Florida, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. In this episode, I chat with Justin Fortney, who's representing Guthrie, Oklahoma. Justin shares plans for a traffic calming project to better connect neighborhoods to Guthrie's downtown, how the city engages its residents. Plus, Justin answers a question from a Strong Towns member about how Guthrie listens and responds to the needs of its residents. And most important, after listening to this episode, if you think Guthrie should advance to the final round, cast your vote at strongtowns.org slash strongest town by noon central time on Friday, April 5th. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy. Justin, what's going on? How are you hey, today? Good. good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, Justin, first of all, congratulations on Guthrie for advancing to the final four of the Strongest Town Contest. How are y'all feeling? Oh, we feel really good. It's been a, uh, some hard, hard fought battles uh, against uh, Kansas and Canada, and <laughs> we, uh-huh. we feel good to have gotten this far. Yeah, it's lots of great matchups this year. Well, Justin, Thanks so much for taking time to be on the podcast and give listeners a final opportunity to get insights into the great work that Guthrie's doing to become a strong town. You know, thinking back in the past few weeks, readers have had a wonderful opportunity to learn more about Guthrie. Y'all submitted a, a great application where y'all discussed y'all's fiscally conservative approach to reviewing big projects and diversifying your funding sources. Last week, y'all submitted an awesome photo essay highlighting downtown Guthrie and the incremental development approach y'all took to some of y'all most beloved storefronts today with Hoboken Coffee and the Boarding Lounge. And today, Justin, it's awesome. Let's just get a final opportunity to hear from the source about what <laughs> makes Guthrie a strong town. To get us started, Justin, for folk who aren't familiar with Guthrie, could you give a brief description to help people create a mental image of the place? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we're about uh, 30 minutes north of Oklahoma City, which is smack dab in the middle of Oklahoma. And uh, about 100 years ago, Guthrie was the, uh, the capital of Oklahoma. And so we had a, we had a very brief stint as the, as the capital. And then it was moved to Oklahoma City. And uh, a cool thing about that is um, Guthrie developed uh, very quickly, uh, you know, 100 years ago into uh, the capital city. And then uh, when it moved away, it kind of was preserved in amber uh, for the next hundred years. So um, uh, a lot of towns might have, you know, not have placed a priority on preserving their downtown quite as much as we have 
And, um, but now we have this incredible historic um, uh, network of downtown buildings and shops and uh, this neighborhood uh, that uh, is really just incredibly preserved and we take a great deal of pride in our downtown neighborhood. And that's been a pretty fantastic spot for, um, for us to uh, develop and work towards becoming a, uh, a stronger community. That's right, Justin. And listeners, I encourage you all to look back at Guthrie's application and the photo essay as well. There's some great imagery to help you all kind of imagine what Justin's talking about, how it kind of just froze in place, this great Victorian architecture that's contributed tremendously to the historic preservation of Guthrie. Yeah. Justin, I'd love to talk about some of the current projects that Guthrie's working on. You know, we talk a lot about how strong towns, how cities can get sometimes too caught up in the big picture. They're considering so many big projects that they struggle to decide, you know, what can we do first? What can we do to st- today to start building this foundation towards financial resiliency? Justin, what are y'all working today towards becoming a more financially resilient town? Um, one of the main things that we uh, have on the radar for this year is our, our downtown is divided by a state highway. Uh, and, even though that state highway is not, you know, uh, a five-lane monster, it still separates um, the two halves of our downtown somewhat. And so we have a project uh, this year where we'll be doing some uh, some traffic calming and uh, uh, bridge that gap a little bit between east and west of our downtown to where it becomes a, a safer uh, environment for pedestrians just to, uh, to, to bounce from uh, east and west sides of our downtown to so they don't have to you know hop in their car necessarily to to yeah. uh, live and shop throughout the entire downtown neighborhood so that's that's one of the things that we're most excited about this year is just to see um that corridor become a little bit um, more uh, pedestrian uh friendly and more of a, a human scale type environment yes that's awesome justin as y'all were conversing with folks that got through today expressed that as a, an interest of theirs, that they were having trouble crossing this path, and it'd be help if we can have some more traffic calming, help them not have to opt for the car, but instead hop on the bike or go by phone. Oh, for sure. And there have been like some uh, times over the years when uh, pedestrians crossing that street uh, have really had some difficulties, even you know some folks being, being hit at a couple of those intersections there. Mm. And so it was a, a super big need for uh, just public safety, and it's also going to, you know, look beautiful as well so both of those things together are yes you can't beat that that's wonderful justin we look forward to following the progress so i love to talk about another core principle at strong towns and how it relates to guthrie and that is financial solvency is a prerequisite to long-term prosperity you know we believe that the projects that we're taking on today will hopefully lay the path towards long-term prosperity Justin, what do you think some of the future challenges that Guthrie may face that you're hoping that today's projects will prepare you all for? One of the things that was uh, really pretty exciting a couple of years ago, um, the, our, our Guthrie citizens voted for a, a sales tax uh, increase that would go towards um, capital improvements. And so we've been able to see uh, Guthrie as a whole, like all of our citizens invested in you know, uh, better parks, um, 
better uh, uh, resources for our uh, fire department and police department, okay. our public works department. And so that was a pretty fantastic um, like vote of confidence that our, our citizens um, came together and said, we want to, and like all of us want to invest a big deal. Yes, I imagine that's sure. really encouraging. And let's talk about some of the, the fruits that will be bare from this sales tax increase. You know, let's fast forward 20 years. You know, Justin, you're, you're dropped off in downtown Guthrie, maybe outside Hoboken Coffee. What do you hope to see and what steps are y'all taking today towards getting there? Well, I hope that like the improvements that we're making in um, you know, the streetscapes and the built environment downtown as well as, you know, yeah. just the, the reliability of knowing that, you know, our, uh, our public infrastructure is strong. I hope that encourages the, uh, you know, the private sector to see that we value our community. And so if we're sitting there, you know, at the coffee shop uh, in a few years, hopefully we're looking out and seeing, you know, uh, other people who are saying, this is a great place to put up a, you know, invest in a brewery or more restaurants or whatever those um, – those amenities are uh, that pop up around us because we, we have a strong fabric of those things. But I think that the, the local investment from the Guthrie citizens and the city will, will pay off in terms of other like, businesses and investors saying, hey, this is a place that cares about itself, that is willing to invest in itself, so they'll come alongside us. And so I think that those, uh, those numbers of like, you know, local businesses are going to grow over the next 10 or 15 years as they see us, you know, uh, turning our uh, our already like great parks, but in, in, into things that are uh, just incredible amenities for folks who want to live here and uh, make this place like theirs. Yes, that's right, Justin. And I think it was in the photo essay y'all discussed some some empty storefronts downtown. And, you know, they're out of code and uninsurable, and I imagine really expensive for someone who wants to set up shop sure. there. What are some steps that Guthrie's taking to try to get those empty storefronts filled and contribute to this wonderful landscape y'all have in downtown? Well, we're hoping Guthrie. to uh, to accomplish. Our, like, you know, even tonight, this this morning, we submitted a grant proposal that would, uh, you know, if we're if we're awarded the grant, it would enable us as a city to come alongside developers to hopefully maybe mitigate some of those costs. To you know, the hundred year old buildings are. Gorgeous, and fantastic, and irreplaceable, but they're also like really expensive to um, to rehab and uh, bring into you know modern code um, uh, requirements. So, being able to come back, come alongside those folks with uh, with grant funding, yes. Okay. Yeah, not not, not a problem at all. Um, I think something that like the city is really cognizant of right now is that uh, even though our like, incredible network of historic buildings is it's a, it's a it's a gorgeous place and these buildings are amazing, but they're also super expensive to um, to rehab and and bring up to modern standards of, of code and that kind of stuff. So uh, we're looking into uh, applying for different uh, types of grant funding. Um, to where, like, you know, developers could uh, could look to the city to apply for assistance to help mitigate some of those costs to uh, to investing in our downtown area. So that's something we're we're actively looking at it right right now. We even uh, I think we even uh, submitted a, a grant proposal this morning for that exact type of issue. 
That's wonderful, Justin. And that speaks to y'all's initial application where you say, hey, whenever we're going to review a project or we have a vision long-term, we're going to really explore all of our different funding sources. We're not just going to maybe solely rely, rely on um, sales tax revenue. We're going to look at the state level, the federal level, get some grants. Absolutely, That's wonderful, Justin. So, Justin, I have a member question for you. And listeners, if you're new to the Strong Towns movement, members are essential to the work that we're doing. They are biggest advocates. They're sharing the message with their peers. They're showing up to public meetings where they live, contributing to the Strong Towns approach, and especially important to the Strong Towns contest as well. They're the, the best judges of what makes a strong town. And Justin, I got a question from you from member Sarah Kobos. She's a longtime member and contributor and a, a neighbor over in Tulsa as well. Oh, right on. Hi, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah asks, when you talk to citizens of Guthrie, what do they say the city needs? And how do you begin to address those needs using a strong town's approach? Um, I think, especially in this last year, like one of the... Uh, one of the greatest concerns that we've heard from a lot of folks is just um, how are we going to, as a community, ensure that these, you know, this great downtown fabric of historic structures is around for another hundred years. And so that's um, that's a conversation that the city and uh, citizens are having, like, you know, constantly right now. And that's going, you know, with our we have a number of like citizen advisory boards and historic preservation. Uh, Commission, Planning Commission, and there. Uh, I think right now, part of that is just listening to those concerns and looking at different types of funding to try to help, from the city's point of view, how we can, you know, be more proactive in making sure that, uh, you know, starting back in the 80s, uh, a lot of folks invested a ton of money to make sure that um, those buildings are preserved, but. Um, one of the things that we're seeing now is that, you know, this is going to make me sound like really old, but the <laughs> 80s were a long time ago now. <laughs> and so even, even things that were, like, you know, uh, rehabbed in the 80s now are seeing, you know, it's 2019. Even those uh, uh, projects need to be updated now. So that's the biggest uh, challenge at this point is making sure that, um, you know, that looking forward, those buildings and that fabric that makes us like a pretty unique place in terms of walkability, um, bikeability. And like, you know, I live a couple blocks from downtown, and because of the efforts and from a past generation, I get to walk from my house to the office, to the yeah. grocery store, to the library, uh, to the bar, to the coffee shop. I get to do all of that without ever getting in my car, and so that's something that more and more like younger people are seeing as like the a huge benefit to being in Guthrie. And we're looking to find ways that we can make sure that those, that that type of livability um, isn't something that disappears because we don't invest in our downtown uh, fabric, our downtown livability uh, going forward. So did that answer yes. that question at all, sir? <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. And I think that term livability is essential. And I think, Guthrie has a wonderful perspective on its downtown. I know you mentioned that downtown Guthrie is not an entertainment district, but a village of a local business that are essential to daily life. And yeah. it sounds like y'all's efforts really reflect that. You're, you're walking the talk, Justin. It's wonderful. Yeah. 
Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, there, there are some like you know, great places to like you know go to a play or a concert, that kind of thing for entertainment. But people also live downtown. Yeah. Uh, and the neighborhoods that surround our downtown are just you know a block away. Uh, and so yeah, just find that mix of uh, entertainment and people living here, and we, we make this town. Uh, it's it's our place where we experience stuff every day as you know residents and as hosts to visitors and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Exactly. That's right. Well, Justin, final question for you. Yes. What is a unique strength of Guthrie that should capture voters' attention and encourage them to vote for Guthrie? Oh, man. So like, I think one of the main reasons that uh, my wife yeah. and I have moved to Guthrie, and this was about 15 years ago, was that uh, not only did it have like this you know, fantastic downtown, great old, like, beautiful buildings, but for a town the size of Guthrie, which is about you know twelve thousand people, there are so many of those people that love to have a good time. I people yeah. go I go um, above and beyond just to organize festivals and organize events and get involved in their community. And I couldn't believe how many people in Guthrie serve on a committee, serve on a board. Um, work, organizing festivals um, and like every single day when I'm walking from my house to the office I run into somebody and I know that they are working on something cool and that's a pretty unique thing just to, to live with all these people who are um, what's the that phrase like um, we, this community is uh, punching above its weight I think is yeah. a, a, a boxing metaphor um, for, so a city of 12,000 people doing stuff that a city that size shouldn't be doing. And that's mm -hmm. the coolest thing. Uh, one of the cool things I think about that Guthrie has and one of the main reasons that we moved up here was because we saw uh, so many of those people doing so many things to make it a better community. And that was pretty exciting wow. for us to jump into. Awesome, Justin. Well, Justin, thank you again for sharing some final insights about the strength of Guthrie. And listeners, if you want to vote for Guthrie as the strongest town, now is the time to vote. Voting is open now through Friday, Friday April 5th at 12 p.m. Central. And you can vote for Guthrie at strongtowns.org slash strongest town. Justin, man, thank you again. We'll uh, thanks very Jacob. soon. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah. Enjoy the day. We'll chat soon, Justin. See you. is a necessity to becoming rich. It's also a necessity to go bankrupt. Bill, 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 Bill. That's a story. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Just to echo what you said, there are no silver bullet solutions. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. The window is not always open, but if nobody's pushing, then once the window opens, there'll be no chance to go through. I like you. I like your vision of the, of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit, Agenda 21. Yeah.